Welcome to An Author Angle, the podcast series exploring creative expression and inspiration with authors, publishing professionals, and other creatives from all around the world. Listen up as host and publisher Ocean Reeve digs into the heart and heads of other creatives and the vision for their work. Be creative, be inspired, be published. An Author Angle, brought to you by Ocean Reeve Publishing. In this episode of An Author Angle, Ocean talks with Jackie Prichet, author of the Tessa's Books of Elegance series. This was interesting. Uh, special education teacher, uni lecturer, course writer for TAFE, Genos Emotional Intelligence Practitioner, contributing writer to various websites. Wow, I need to stop and take a breath. <laughs> uh, now author, Jackie, how are you? Good, really good, excellent. You do a lot of things. Yeah, I do. I like to keep busy and always have done and, uh, you know, also directed a choir. What? Really? Direct, yeah, directed three musicals. <laughs> As you do, you know, on your, on your days off, you know, let's just direct a musical. Why writing? Why become an author? Uh, well, um, I was doing a girls art and craft group. Well, it was a bit more than that for a few years. And um, I just, we just loved the activities so much and they were... It was just a fantastic time that we had every every week, and um, and then the conversations that came out of those activities doing that was just amazing and inspiring, and um, I was blown away with some of the conversations that we were having, and then I thought, why not put it into books, so other girls can have these wonderful times together, encouraging each other and doing activities and just talking and being together. So Fantastic. Yeah. So the, there are series, Tessa's Books of Elegance. Yes. Who's Tessa? <laughs> Who's Tessa? Um, <laughs> she, a friend of mine, it's her niece. Oh, really? Yes. So it's based a, after somebody? Yes. Right, is there a story behind that? Uh, she's just a very um, beautiful, unusual girl who, who has a big personality and is, um, yeah, it, she... She, she's very individual, actually. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. Good. So, yeah. So, there'll be a lot more. Uh, Tessa will be doing a lot more things in the up and coming books. She's just, yeah, not one dimensional, that's for sure. Well, we've got three books in the series at the moment. Yes. All right. Let's start with book one. Uh, what's that one specifically covering? What is it giving the kids? Yeah. So it's uh, how to have a tea party. So you, you, it's a story. So you follow Tessa, but it's, or she shows you how to prepare for the tea party. Um, you know, how to do all the decor, what, what we're going to, things we're going to eat, what we're going to make, how we're going to decorate, um, you know, making all sorts of, uh, you know, lip balm and, you know, girl, girly things like that. And also um, a big part of it is saying thank you to people as well. A bit of gratitude there, I love yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of gratitude, yeah. And the second book? Is on how to have a ballet performance. So... Again, it goes through all the ballet steps for uh, girls to do um, and then they can have a, a performance for their friends and family. And uh, yeah, in it, it's also about getting together and being interactive with one another and talking to one another. I was just about to ask that. Is, is the books covering kind of group activities for the kids? Is that? Yeah, they can be one-on-one, -on -one, like yep. with um, a parent or a sister or whoever it is, a cousin, neighbour, friend. But it can also cater for larger groups. So it's you can you don't have to have a huge tea party. You can just have an afternoon tea, one afternoon with one of the activities from the book. So they're very flexible like that, because the main idea I wanted to get across was having, uh, getting together and having conversations. Nice. So and talking while you're doing these activities. So 
Yeah. Nice. What a great way to do it. Yeah. Finally, let's talk about that last book. Yes. Uh, what's that one covering? Where's Tessa going on this one? Well, it's um, so it's making decor for your bedroom and making decor for other people to give away. So it's um, talks about giving as well. Um, and there's you know repurposing furniture in it. There's all sorts of things talking about color, talking about themes. Uh, so teaching girls all, all those sorts of things as well. Um, and, yeah, as I said, it's it's more heavily based on giving um, as well. And then the fourth one is is being uh, illustrated now. And what, oh, wow. What's that one about? Yeah, so that one's A Day in the Life of Tessa. Which so is by the sounds of the, her, her tea parties, her ballet recitals <laughs> and fixing up a room. She's she's <laughs> She's got a crazy life. <laughs> Poor girl. She is unique. She definitely is. All right. What's she doing in book four? <laughs> so that's, uh, you know, so waking up and doing some basic stretches. Then you're uh, having your choices of breakfast that you're going to make. And then, you're, you know, you might be doing some art and then you might be doing some gardening and then having some morning tea and then photography, sketching, rock climbing, horse riding. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> this girl is a superhero. <laughs> My God, this is amazing. Look, the, the, the books, I'm just making some notes as you're talking and I'm seeing gratitude, I'm seeing um, uh, gift, giving, environmental stuff. I see a lot of communication, community, health, now a lot on creative expression in the fourth book. Yes. These underlying themes, what's what's the motivation behind them to be able, from your perspective as the author? Well, um, I... I can't stand unkindness, I can't stand bullying, I can't stand people pulling each other down. I've always hated it, always disagreed with it and I really wanted to do a series that encouraged girls to get together, to board each other up, to encourage each other, to, to um, you know, look at the inner beauty as well, not just the outer and look at the, the good qualities from the inside of someone, not just the outside and yeah, that's that's was my inspiration as well. And I'm also writing a bedtime series, which is a short story collection uh, based on... So one book will be about kindness, one book will be about giving, another will be about, you know, empathy. And their bedtime stories are short stories, as I said, and they're... And there's a little going to be a little note to each girl at the very back talking from Tessa talking to them saying you know um, talking about these qualities with them and encouraging them because I don't think there's enough encouragement out there and kindness. Well, we were we would um, touch on that on various issues before we um, started recording, and and uh, we're both in agreement that we're living in an age at 2021 where there's just some of these patterns and behaviours we're seeing, especially in young people. Uh, you know, I thought this was done. I thought we'd kind of matured, and obviously, you're, you've identified an area or sector of the of the of the youth where it hasn't. And yeah, I get to speak to a lot of mothers as well, mm-hmm. um, and all I'm hearing um, when they open up to me is how their daughters are so unhappy wow. because they're getting bullied so much. And if they're not, if they don't look a certain way and act a certain way and dress a certain way, well, the, the bullying it's an onslaught, and that's through social media and in person. And they just cry and cry their eyes out at bedtime. And I was just this, this should not still be happening, you know. It, 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 everyone talks about being kind and show kindness, and but it's you've actually you've got to actually do it. It's just it's otherwise it's just words, you know. So it's got to be like almost like a retraining in as you were saying before in smaller groups in family yeah. sectors to for for change to happen. You look, it all starts from home, and, and I think. My grandfather was a wonderful man. You know, he's one of the usual story. Fought in World War Two. You know, never talked about the war. You know, really respectful. And he taught me one thing when I was a young fellow. He's passed on now, but um, he said to me, "You know, this uh, 
respect your elders shit. And I went, yeah, 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 yeah. He goes, that's rubbish. You don't do that. Respect's a two-way street. If you want respect, you give respect. And I think if we teach our, our kids that at home, then when they go to school, when they're in another environment outside of home, that they've automatically got that in as part of their, their education and who they are. Yeah. And maybe, you know, and I'm not crucifying all these parents out there. I mean, we, we've got our situations. But yeah. maybe we just want to look at our children and go, well, how do I want to be treated? And give that right back. What do you reckon? Absolutely. I, I was involved in an um, anti-bullying program for a year in a school. And it virtually had no effect because behind the scenes, the people there, the teachers, the adults, the researchers were all bullying each other and fighting. Oh. And it's like, how am I meant to implement a program when all I'm seeing is this and the children can see this? And it, and But it had to start at home. Yeah. That in it, for it to, yeah. To actually catch Predominantly. On, yeah. it, it would be best, yeah, to start at home, not not just, you know, a program trying being enforced for while they're at school for some of the time and then they go home. I mean, yeah, so it, it's it's a pandemic, I think. Yeah. You know, I just don't understand it. Why, yeah. Well, I've got, got an author of mine. Uh, I've worked with him for about oh, eight, nine years and he has uh, started an organisation uh, about five years ago called High Performance Schools and the idea is that he goes into the schools and he trains them on more... Um, I guess alternative ways of working together. It actually has the flow-on effect to the children is amazing, wow. but it's really about the teachers working together. Yeah, and I I think it's awesome idea, and he's done very very well. The company is really booming in Queensland, but his organisation shouldn't be in existence. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right. right <laughs> where yes. where have we gone wrong? Where teachers aren't working together to help educate our yeah. kids the right way? You know, yeah. it's like far out. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I homeschooled. Oh, right. I made the choice to homeschool uh, oh, years ago. And because um, I was a school teacher and I saw a lot of things and I just, yeah, I wanted to homeschool and uh, it's worked well. Wow. Yeah, it's worked well. That's then, good so, to know. Yeah. That's good to know. Okay, so um, you, you kind of touched on this a little bit. What, what do you want? You know, is is the kids' confidence is what you want in out of these books? Do you want to see them being able to show more confidence and more communication skills? Yeah, and also to know that um, they are good enough and what they do is is excellent. Um, you know, it's not too many. They, they also a lot of that self talk. I've been hearing a lot of that self talk. I did interviewed a lot of children, and their self talk is just so negative and always about they're not good enough and this isn't good enough and I'm stupid and I'm this and I'm that and. And it's just it's just not true. It's just so damaging. That way of thinking is so damaging and it mm. can really hold people back in so many areas of their lives. And um, and when they've got other people saying to them, you know, the same thing as well, it's just uh, crippling, you know. So, yeah, I want Tessa to be an encouragement to girls and teach them to encourage one another and uh, look for the good qualities in others, not being looking for the, the cracks and the critical, you know, to be critical. So... Yeah, and just and I, you know, um, I had a grandfather. He, this grandfather came to my book launch, and he bought six books and wow. not book launch, sorry, a book signing, and he bought six books, and uh, for his granddaughters. And then he rang me um, about 
a month later and I'm thinking, what's he ringing me for? And he's just like, guess what I'm doing? I said, what? He goes, I've got an apron on. I'm in the kitchen. No way. <laughs> Icing cupcakes. And I'm like, what? Good on him. And he said, I want to thank you so much for writing these books. He said, it's brought out so many excellent skills in our granddaughter. We didn't know that were there. She's five. She's delegated everything to everyone. <laughs> and we didn't, so she's amazing. And all these other hidden talents, we didn't know. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. That's excellent. And so I was really, really, you know, so happy he took the time to call me and let me know. That's so good. Well, yeah. that reaffirms to you that you're onto something, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially, you know, that's a grandfather, you yes. know, and, and obviously a lot of older age group and, and being a male and connecting with that, that's really amazing. It's yeah, so cool. It Have you any, had any other feedback like that? Or? Um, mainly from aunties and, and grandmothers um, and, and, some, and some mothers, which is excellent. Um, it's a lot of extended family, actually, that said, look, we really love this. We, you know, we're having so much fun. This is the kind of things we've been doing. And, you know, when I had a family that went into lockdown in Victoria and... Um, Western Australia and I sent a few because um, I've got on the website also there's you know printouts and games and mm. activities so I sent out a few packs uh, for them to do and they just absolutely loved it and they sent photos and you know thank you so much um, so yeah it's about it's about getting together and doing activities together and making beautiful things and not just staring at a computer screen 24-7. I'm, I'm thinking down your wavelength because like when I first saw the concept, my, my initial um, reaction to it was this is bringing back the stuff that I used to do as a kid, you know, like – we weren't we didn't have computer screens if we had a sega master system one of those like you know we were lucky i mean my, yep. me and my brother had one called astro wars and it was like you had to charge it up with you know it, it was archaic and probably a collector's item now um but yeah i mean it was it was the simpler life in a lot yeah. of ways because like if we i used to play a lot with cards you know yeah. a, lot of, a lot of physical activities where i, I had no devices and i yeah. I guess now I take that for granted. I really look at, you know, the youth now. Like your daughter's here, and she hasn't holding her phone, is she? She's reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> and she's just across the right uh, there's <laughs> yes, me, and I'm is. going, wow, that's that's more like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's how I homeschool. We did so many things together. Just, just so many things. We there's probably I can't think of anything we didn't do except for like parachuting or something like that. We we're pretty adventurous and creative, and I always encourage them to do so many things um, because otherwise it's just a time waster. And I based the schooling on their specific interests, right. um, which was is different to having to learn a whole lot of things that are just you'll never use again in your life, and it's just oh, so God, boring. So good. You know, <laughs> yeah. all my kids left at the age of fifteen, and right. I supported it because I think the school system's broken. And I was like, you know, I had a rule with them. I said, uh, if you can, you've got to get a job within a year. And the other, because you, you know, you've got to pay f to live here. And they were like, what? What? And I was like, yeah, well, this ain't free. You don't leave school and think the world's just going to be sitting there waiting for you out of the job. You've got to go get and get it. Um, but they, they did say to me later in life, they kind of go, how come you were so okay with me leaving school? And I said, well, I, if it wasn't serving you for you, then it wasn't going to serve you for me. So I'm not going to sit there and push you to do something that's not going to work. Yeah. And I think that, that you as a homeschooler, you know, that advantage you have, and it is an advantage, the advantage you have to educate your kid to be the best they can possibly be and, like you say, play to their strengths and their interests. I mean, yep. what are you creating there? You create the next generation of leaders. Yes, yeah, that's right. I mean, and in, uh, with an example, my husband, he he didn't finish school but he's an absolute visionary and he's just, uh, you know, the, the business, you know, and the the ideas that he has are absolutely amazing, absolutely brilliant. And so, 
you know, um, that was really good and an encouragement as well because um, it rubbed off on the children. And so, yeah, it wasn't this thing, you must go to university, you must, even though I did, I wasn't putting that expectation on them because everyone's different. But look look at what you came out of uni with. I mean, it was the education that you came out with. And, you know, you've used that education. Like so many people go to uni, and this is a problem that obviously a lot more um, uni students are aware of is that, there's no guarantees you're going to get a job no. uh, just because you go and do this, you know, high flying course. I mean, no. and and even when you get that job, where is that going to be, and how is that going to look? It's yes. not that rose coloured picture you've got. Yeah. So when you go out, when you're able to go and and utilise the skills you've learned, then great. I got my ass kicked at high school. I wanted to be a teacher. That was my plan. Oh really? Yeah. I was. I, I did work experience at intermediate, and the kids loved me, and yeah, I was. They would have. It was so good, and then because of the bullying that I suffered at school, um, I did a switch and I rebelled, and yeah. that rebellion led down a road of obviously the complete opposite of what I intended. Yeah. Now in my career in creative industries, I have I do I could not honestly tell you what statistics, science, geography, or any of that actually assisted in my growth in my career. Yeah. History has. Right. I've learned from this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both personally and on a global yes. level, I can tell you that. Um, okay, let's go back to your life as an author. What's something that's that becoming an author has happened that you didn't expect? Um, well, I mean, it's an absolute buzz to see your name on on a book cover and see it in libraries. And that, that's just, you know, and see it in bookstores and, um, and see how much when you, because I was doing a lot of library talks for the Brisbane City Council. Yep. And unfortunately, they haven't brought them back yet. But just the, the, the children there are just like, wow, an author. And I was just like, oh, really? <laughs> oh, okay. You know, and, and I want to be an author and I want to be an illustrator. And, I, and it was just, I didn't expect that. Kind of, yeah. There is a prestige that comes there with it. There really is. I yeah. had no idea. It took me by surprise. <laughs> for, the, for, for you guys, like for all of our um, ORP authors that go into the marketing mentorship, I think that that becomes a little bit more apparent that, you know, there is a need for you to accept the role as, as what an author represents. Yeah. And, you know, that it does carry the same weight as what an actor would or a musician would or any other leader in the creative arts. And I think that that was a bit of a wake-up call for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Yeah. I mean, when you the Brisbane mayor buying my books for his children and it, right. endorsing them and then I get a shout-out from Fifi Box, I was oh, just like, good, eh? wow, <laughs> this is awesome. I love this. This is fantastic because they're reading something and giving to their children you something you wrote and something you designed, which is just, you know, Mind blowing, really. When you did, because you did book one first, yes. right? And then yep. you organised book two. Yes. So that moment when you got your books from book one and you pulled out the first copy and you had that, yeah, there it is. <laughs> you can't see her face, but she has that, you know, everyone knows the expression I'm meaning. Did that happen again at book two for you? Um, it, it, uh, it did. It did, but not, not, not as much, I suppose. I don't know. Because it was just a new thing. Like, I hear, here's this book with my name on it. Yeah. I mean, I was still proud and I still loved it. But the book one was just like, like I was physically like jumping up and down and, you know, <laughs> just, <gasps> you know, and then I was calling bookstores, hi, I'm an author in <laughs> Brisbane. And, um, would you like to? And they were like, yeah, sure. I'm like, oh, okay. And I was just like, you know, jumping around the lounge room, you know, Demick said yes, you know. So <laughs> let's go and celebrate and but it is that, is yeah. that? i mean the, one one thing i know about you is that like 
you know, I remember the first meeting we had, it was in Murray Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you asked me a lot of good questions. Due oh. diligence, I love it. <laughs> I couldn't remember now. Oh, I do, I do. Oh. It's the sort of questions I want every author to ask when they're looking at who they want to work with. And yes. it's about the, you know, I, I'm a man of my word and I told you my team are excellent and you're going to get great support and you, yes. and you have. Yes. And, you know, I've even had an American guy um, today contact me who wants to get an appraisal and he said, oh, I just want to know that you're going to tell me the truth. You know, if my manuscript's shit, are you going to tell me? Yes. And I said, mate, I'm not putting my brand on crap. If it's not good, you're going to yeah. know. Yes. And I'd yeah. rather have that integrity than not. But through through that first meeting at Marari right through to now, one of the things that, you know, Josh has, has repeated to me regularly is your commitment to your vision and marketing. And, you know, you look at those hard yards you did in the early days before you met us, you know, getting excited over Dimmick saying, yes, do you know how big that is? <laughs> like Dimmick's is a national chain that don't tend to take self or indie authors knocking on their door going, hey, do you want to take my book? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's not really how it works, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I just I didn't, was a bit naive. I was just calling everyone sort hey. of thing. And then the Queensland Ballet, they said yes too. And I was just like, what? Really? <laughs> that one makes more sense. But bookshops, man, they're, they're yeah. tough. They're yeah. tough. And, and you've got to look at it from their perspective, I guess, because you know a lot of these places pay real high rents. They've yes. got huge yeah. overheads. And on any given week to cover their bills, do you know how many books they'd have to sell? Yeah. And true. so what's going to be the difference between them taking the latest, um, I don't know, the Fergie's done children's books. So maybe if they take Fergie's books versus Jackie's books, who's going to have more success? Well, they're going to take Fergie's. Yes, yeah. So to get it, and to actually get a yes. Yeah. As an author pitching it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Note that down, guys. <laughs> Note that down. That's what it takes, you know. <laughs> Well, I think I remember meeting you, and I think <clears throat> uh, it was to me. Y you've got to have someone that's going to support your vision, because if someone's not excited with your vision and willing to support that vision, and also is has their own vision, you know, as far as you know, excited about their own life and their own work and their own business, well, they, I, I don't, you Doesn't know, you click need, no, you need you need that, um, you know, excitement and zeal. From whoever you're working with, and that's and that's why I thought, yeah, that's this is going to work well. So that's why I said, yeah, I'll go with Ocean Reef Publishing. That's so cool, and we're so glad to have you, as yeah, you know. You. And and yeah. one of the things that, um, like for us, uh, and these questions that I ask you, most of these I know, you know, I know the answers, but I want people out here listening. I want you to understand where this has all come from with Tessa's Books of Elegance and and with Jackie and and. You know, one thing that I also knew at the start of this was that it aligned with my values of this organisation, which is to inspire positive change in the world. And, yes. you know, you've identified that today and, and you know, the the underlying messages of these books is to is to build confidence and to build a stronger community for young women. And as a father of three daughters, I just say thank you for putting that out there. Oh, welcome. I can't wait till they start having kids because I've got resources coming out the wazoo <laughs> with all you guys doing these fantastic <laughs> books. I mean, they're going to be, be the most, yeah, they'll be <laughs> most educated. I, screw school, they'll just read my author's books. That's what they'll do. Um, what did you wish you'd known before you'd started writing? What have you learned that you went, shit, if I'd known that at the beginning, I would have done things differently? Um, well, I've learned very quickly that just because you might get on, on social media, you might get um, lots of likes and lots of attention there. It doesn't always equal book sales. So, because I, I, I put a lot of effort into that, <clears throat> probably more than I should have. Um, and then I just woke up going, oh, hang on, I'm not selling any books through <laughs> through 
this is not going to equal book sales relationships do and and getting out there and um you know talking to people but being genuine yeah you know not this you know just using people and flattering people and fake stuff it's just being genuine and yep. giving back and that's that's really important um and that's um and not, you know you don't just do it for book sales it's building relationships with people i've i've met so many amazing people since joining uh, ocean republishing and getting out there as well with different groups and um it, it's been really excellent i've really loved it well i know that you guys all got together on international women's day yes we did and yeah. i did a little happy dance because <laughs> i saw the photo go up and i went Oh my god! Oh my god! And I picked all my authors. Like, cracky, this is the majority of our authors, and it was just like, I've said this before in mentoring, and I actually have said it on Facebook Lives, is that history has shown me that publishing houses don't tend to connect their authors, and I have always wondered why that was, and I've, I've just assumed. I don't know if this is correct because yeah. I've never asked the question, but I've assumed it's because um, they treat authors um, different. Like I, the, I, I may treat you differently than I treat Kelly Marie, you yes, know. Yeah. And then if you guys get together and you talk about it, suddenly it's all going to be firing back at me. Yes. Yeah. And and I'm thinking that's possibly why. But mm. for me, I don't do that. I mean, it, it, I am the most equal person you could ever come across. Yes. So no matter what you're writing, where you've come from, and what your vision is, you'll all be treated the same when you come to this company. So when I put you guys together and I go, hey, you know, let's do a mentoring conference call. Hey, why don't you guys do stuff together? You know, and I'm like going. This is the first time I've tried this. I'm just thinking, have I done everything right by these people? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I have because you're right. Some of the um, relationships I've seen form between you guys has been amazing. Oh yeah, it's been wonderful. Just the networks and the and the getting to know people on a personal level and the support, the support and just the the care and the encouragement. It's yeah. just been huge. Just really, and it's genuine. It and is. Um, yeah, we all got together and there were so many authors there. I the authors. <laughs> I was just. It was. It's like, wow. And it didn't cost me a cent. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> well, I'll tell you a little secret, Jackie. Yeah. Uh, we've got a launch coming up that you're coming to. Yes, I am. And you're not the only ORP author that's coming. I bet. <laughs> uh, two tables of you guys. Wow. Which I've that's all put together. Oh, right. Absolutely. Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, oh, wow. like obviously I've got to take care of some of the dignitaries that are there, the speakers, and we've got the mayor and the MP coming and all that, But um, and obviously my team. I'm putting them all on one table, which is probably a mistake. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, and then I'm looking at the author tables, and I've I've actually put you two guys, you two tables, close to the front as well. Oh wow, fantastic! Well, you know, That's it's awesome. my, my That's way great. of saying thanks for supporting Karen and the launch, and, yep. and obviously, you know, you guys as a as a group. Um, the power of people is, is is amazing. You've just identified that by saying the support and the and the confidence building with each other. I mean, they're putting into practice what your books are about. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tr that's exactly right. I never thought about that. Neither <laughs> did I. Just came out. I'm <laughs> the bloody gold nuggets today. <laughs> you know, I, I spoke to is it Chrissy? Uh, Chrissy Younger. Yeah. Yep. And because um, Angelica met her as well at the International Women's Day morning tea and. She there was her book there, but it was based from drawings when she was from ten yeah. sort of ten years of age, and I think that's so wonderful um, because it's just like no, don't throw things out, keep things, don't think it's not good enough, and don't think that'll never make it, and keep it. You know, you never know what it could lead to one day. You know, and there it is with a she's got a published book based on her story, and I'm like that's so encouraging for little for children everywhere. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> and you know that like I look at my first ever book sale right way back in two thousand and. Well, I don't remember, uh, but I it was my first book, self-publishing success, the word, and it had just come off the press. I was working at a at a printer publisher at the same time, 
And I, I had a meeting with another Queensland publisher uh, that was happening on the day that my books were going to print. And I went downstairs and I said, oh, are any of them bound and ready to go? And yeah, 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 here you go. And I took one up and I showed him and he bought it. So my first ever book sale was to a competitor publisher. Oh, really? Wow. That $20 to this day is still on my fridge. Really? Wow, that's amazing. It's just, it's identifying what we're saying about yep. the prestige that comes with being an author. Yes, yeah. And the value and the meanings behind some of our books and why we do them. Yes. Like yep. you said about Chrissy and also with your own. I mean, you want to keep them for your own prosperity, but also because they're your legacy. Yes. And yep. do you feel that now? Do you feel that that's part of you <laughs> absolutely because um i've had and i've had other little girls say to me i want to pass these on to my children oh that's so cool oh, isn't it and i'm like really yeah i love these books so much i want to keep them passing down to my children and i'm like that's because i know well that's what i'm gonna that's what we're gonna do um but to hear other people say that is just phenomenal like because they're timeless they, oh, they, they are. really are and um and i so many parents are looking for that if I could use the word wholesome activities for their children to yeah. do, uh, that's going to teach them things, actually teach them how to do things. And oh, so they'll have, they grow up with these talents. And my grandmother taught me so many things and my great grandmother. And if they're not passed on, they're, they're lost. Just, yeah, they're lost. So that's another reason why I wanted to put, you know, those things in the books too. It's quite interesting, eh? Because like, you know, obviously you related to what I said before about, you know, this is stuff that I used to do as a kid. And, yes. Yep. And you just mentioned your grandmother and great grandmother and, this is activities and and parts of our upbringing that were just part of our life. Yes, yeah. And it's been it's it has not totally, but it has started to get lost. Yes. And getting lost into the digital age with us staring at a screen, it's that's not doing them any good. No, you know. And I don't I don't use um I don't do this. I don't put my phone up to my ear. Right. I use headphones or I put you on speaker. Yeah. You know, and hopefully no one's in the room. Um, <laughs> but you know, I, I don't do that because I know that it's not good for me health wise. Yeah. Um, you know, I think what you've brought out here is re engaging the traditional education, traditional parenting, you know, a lot of those elements that, you know, have just been pushed by the wayside because it's this is easier. Yeah. Do you do you have those moments when you're walking you're out and about doing stuff, maybe at the supermarket or in the shopping centre, and you, you know you see a young mum or young parents, and they're pushing their kid in the pram, and the kid's screaming, and mum goes for the iPhone. <laughs> Did you have you seen that? Oh yeah. Yeah, and the kid suddenly shuts up because they're now playing Candy Crush. You know. <laughs> I mean, uh, my daughter's 28, and she and her partner are looking at doing IVF and having children. And one thing she told me is that there will be no phones. <laughs> Well, I wrote a blog, get off your phone and spend time with your children because it's, I, now you, this is silly, but it's true. I saw a dog trying to get its, its owner's attention and the owner was on the phone and I'm just like, even a dog. Really? <laughs> I, I did. I watched it. It was just like, you know, jumping up oh, and no. it was on the phone. I'm like, even a dog. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, oh. people, spend time. It's delaying our children's speech, they've found, because the mothers are, um, you know, stop talking to them and just on their phone and it's, it's broken conversation right. and it's delaying their speech development it's so many just bad effects that it's yeah. having on children um there's you're saying your phone's more important than them basically so and it's just it's just yeah really sad to see so i hope again mothers or parents or everybody do like just get off your phone and, and give each other attention and start talking again because it's so it's, I've noticed it's so hard to even talk to youth as well. The whole, there's no eye contact. There's no, um, you know, it's expressing yourself confidently yeah. and 
you know, heartfelt. It's just send an emoji, send an emoji or, you know, it's yeah. just like uh, it doesn't replace human. It's interesting because like uh, I think about this as, a, as an adult issue as well. I mean, if we oh. think about, you know, 20 years from now, those kids that have been programmed by digital devices, they are the people that are running this country and looking after us. That's a bit of a concern. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. I, I have this thing called the beast mode flip and the Vicky Jane slide. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> yes, please. All right, so as you well know, I come to work really early in the morning. Yes, and, I do. And there's a, there's a reason for that because I, I want to have that, that time of the morning uninterrupted so I can get all my work done and then focus on you guys when you're emailing me and the authors, uh, so the team and all that. And then when I go home, I go home at about 1.00 two o'clock and I sit down and I engage with, with Vicky Jane with my wife and then after about an hour or so the emails are still coming through because it's still you know late afternoon so I flip up the laptop and we're watching a tv show that we've been watching or whatever mm-hmm. and I'm writing and I call that beast mode because right. like just right. because I've worked from three o'clock to one o'clock and then yep. I've gone home you know I don't, I don't want to stop I love this shit yeah but then I have the Vicky Jane slide, which is I just slide over, <laughs> slide over to her and give her some attention. And <laughs> I, I've created that beast mode flip and the Vicky Jane slide to remind me that I've got to engage. The TV's great and we love our shows, but if I'm not looking and talking to my wife, what what is that doing? It's disengaging our relationship. And that's the same with children. Absolutely, absolutely. We've been married 23 years and um, we've learnt a lot in that time <laughs> as you do and it's it's you know if if i we you need to communicate and mm. and and stop ignoring each other and ha- have the hard conversations or have the emotional times or have whatever it is and and work out issues just you know and talk talk and it's it's you know vicky jane slide i think the vicky jane slide. <laughs> my husband knows that's integral yeah. To our relationship. <laughs> so he's got the Jackie slide. <laughs> he does. Oh, it's so does. good. And the children, of course. You've got you've got to talk. You have to keep these conversations up. Yep. When you stop talking, there's trouble. Well, this is another good point. The and this is history. It's like I said, I do learn from history. Our children end up going for partners later in life that mirror their parents. And if the parents are disengaged and not communicating and sad, depressed, angry, unbeknown to them, subconsciously, they are attracted to that sort of person. And then that's what you're setting your kid up. So as as a husband and wife or as, as partners, there's this part of the growth your children need to see is a healthy, communicative, because if that's the word, communicative, Close, um, strong and happy relationships. So yeah. that's that's what they're looking for subconsciously later on in life. Yeah, and yeah. I've seen that with my kids growing up that they have gravitated towards partners that have been a representation of either me or their mother or whatever. And I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ocean's one of those unique people that you mentioned about what Tess has uh, been based on. Well, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, so that was excellent. I had that role model, so that was wonderful. Um, but also in, in early stages of raising the children, I wanted everything to be perfect and tried to gloss over things and um, everything's fine, everything's fine. No, no, you know, but it was best that we were real and honest, I realised, and say, you know what, there are challenges in life. You know what, this is, there are hard times, but you don't give up. You keep no. going and you just, yeah. So, so awesome. yeah, a reality hit, which was good. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. That's so good. Um, before we got, start talking about some other things here, I just want to know if you were going to give a tip to other people thinking about 
getting that prestige as an author, if they were going to step into the space of bringing a book to life, what would you say to them? Uh, in regards to... Uh, any of it, writing, publishing, marketing, any of it. What's the, what, what's the greatest thing you'd like to tell if them? If you don't love, love your story and love w- what you're creating, then if you're half-hearted about it, don't do it. Don't do it. You've got to absolutely love it. Be in love with it. Be proud of it. And then and then you have the zeal to talk about it to other people with that zeal and to market it in that way and you, you know make your story come across to them and they can they can they pick up on that zeal but if you're half-hearted about it why should they yeah. you know buy it and get on board with it so that if you don't love it don't do it that's it's very so, simple uh, that's yeah. the best advice because that is so true people like there was an author that uh, at an author's day I did once this came back a long time and uh, basically had a whole lot of our authors at this location selling their books on tables. And a lady turned up, an elderly lady turned up, and uh, she went up to one of the team there and said, oh, I'm, I'm looking for this author with this book. I, I just want to know where, the, where he is. And he and pointed him out to her, and she rocked up to his table, and I kind of caught the end of it, which is just, he's over there. So I was just watching as she was engaging this guy who'd actually published two other books beforehand. And she went and picked up the new book, and asked him a question, which I presume is what it's about. This guy went on a rant, oh. and I watched this elderly lady, and I wish I had a camera right now, I should start recording this podcast, who just started backing away, backing away, looking around. She was looking for a way out. Yeah, And right. she finally got away, went up to one of the team members again and said, I came here specifically to buy that guy's books, but he wouldn't shut up. Oh, dear. And and so there's a there's that being really clear that the greatest marketing tool you've ever got is just enough passion yes to yeah. tease them to know more <laughs> yes right you yeah, know? that's true it's treated like an elevator pitch crocky <laughs> tell me about integrity of heart integrity of heart so i um heard about emotional intelligence uh last year uh, okay. Well, I'd heard about it before that, but I was started. I started to uh, do a bit of research uh, more into it because I was studying a diploma of leadership and management when, um, and I was uh, majoring in emotional intelligence. And I just it, it, something just, you know, came alive in me in that way as far as I clicked because I was like, but that's the message I'm trying to put through my Tessa's books of elegance. Exactly. Yeah, which is I think emotional intelligence, <clears throat> which is should be taught in schools. It should be taught in high schools, universities, everywhere because it, it's integral, I think, to to a lot of things because it's not talking about emotions. It's talking about how to handle and recognise your emotions and in other people as well and especially when the pressure's on. When the pressure's on, you see what, what comes out of people and it's to, um, yeah, to give people tools to handle those um, emotions. That's so cool, and yeah. I've got we've got this thing here, and also um, I don't know it might have been Flash brought it up with me, and I've also spoken to my family about it, which is uh, don't react, respond, you know, yeah. and and like so often we hear some like we have this vision, right? This is what we want. This is what we're driving for. This is how we're going. And and for me, Jackie, when I've got a vision, the the way that I look at it is okay. What's the straight line there? Okay, yep. that's the straight line there. That's that's great. It would be wonderful if I could get that, but I already tell myself that's going to that's not going to happen because things will get in the way. Um, and I've witnessed with other people how when that changes and the box suddenly goes over here, which means the path changes, 
their reaction to that is always negative and sometimes really toxic. Yeah. And responding is that take a moment. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah, which would help in marriages as well. Yes. <laughs> if people learn about emotional intelligence, would have saved a lot of wasted time. Let me just oh, put it like that. <laughs> I'll be honest, for the first half of my marriage, I was an asshole. And like, <laughs> I had alcohol issues and I certainly wasn't as honest as I now live every second of my life uh, that I do now. The latter decade one of the things that I learned, and it was through emotional intelligence because I learned it um, through the career that I've chosen, mm-hmm. uh, I applied it at home with my wife. Very and clever. and yeah. because I was the reason why things were relatively shit in the early days, it was my responsibility to make it better. Yeah. And if I could do it at home and I could do it with my family, then I knew that I could instill this in authors and my team and all that. And we practice it here. Yeah, that's fantastic. So what what, what have you set up? Because it's a, it's a new venture, isn't it? It is, yeah. So it's, um, uh, it's a one-on-one coaching at the minute. Yeah, for people. Um, and Genos International have, um, I did a course with them. They've, you know, given me the tools that I need. And uh, it's brilliant. I absolutely love it. It makes just so much sense. It really does. And I've, you know, we talk, taught my husband and we've been discussing it. And um, sometimes I'm like, hey, you're using, you're using emotional intelligence. <laughs> you're you <laughs> I know what you're doing. No, but it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And um, yeah, but I do believe it should be in schools. Absolutely. Yeah, Use I agree that with way that. To, to start them off early because, and as you said, um, not to react but to respond, um, especially under the pressure times, which is so important. So it's yeah. just uh, it's such uh, to me it's it seems so simple, uh, and the concept of the Tessa's Book of Elegance and and what you represent as a creative leader. I mean, this all seems so simple, but the fact that you are in the position you're in with the skills and the resources that you have and they're d- desperately in need. I mean, it, that's a shame. I wish you could just relax and chill out all day and say you didn't have to do this. But <laughs> yeah. obviously you do have a passion for it. You do yeah. love what you do. You do love the, the materials and the products that you produce, such as the books. And it is about building that community and creating that bigger secular field that you, you're a part of to have a greater impact and inspire more children, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's that's the whole crux of it, really. And, um, you know, um, as I said, I've... I've just met so many um, other authors and parents and other people and it's just been to have these conversations because everyone can relate to it. Everybody yeah. can relate That's to it. That's the thing. It is, yeah. And so it's just so wonderful. It's just um, I've really been enjoying, you know, talking about it and um, people, you know, they share and they open up and, and I do as well and it's just a wonderful thing, you know. It's really good. I've done so many of these podcasts now because I, d- I do quite a few every Wednesday and it's so great for me as your publisher, to sit here and, and, and to hear you and all the other authors speak straight from the heart, no crap, no lying, no, no, no fake facade, and yet the, the legacy statement that you are placing as an author, I own that little, that's that little part right there, that's, that's <laughs> ORP right there, awesome, and that becomes a part of mine. And I'm honoured and humbled that we can be a part of facilitating that with you and and with what you're doing. Awesome to be with Ocean Reef Publishing because it flows down from the top, doesn't it? It It does. does, It flows down from the top and it affects every single person. So, yeah, I'm so glad I chose you. (laughs) I feel a little embarrassed now. (laughs) Shit. Let's talk about you again. Right, let's get off the subject of books and, and stuff. Let's get onto the subject of Jackie. What's the most important thing you've learned in your life? In my life? Yeah. 
I'm landing you in it, girl. I got. I wasn't expecting questions. any of this. You, I got six <laughs> questions. You have no idea. Oh no! Most important thing you've learned in life. Hmm. To be yourself. Very good. What inspires you? <laughs> what inspires me? Um, a lot of things, um, but other inspiring people inspire me, and that's why I like to, you know, surround myself as much as possible with other inspiring people. Because oh, why wouldn't you? I'm <laughs> just right. This is what I'm saying right now. I get to hang out with you on inspirations <laughs> all every bloody day. It's so good. Um, I tell you what, on that one. I don't want to take that for granted. I Flash walks in here at half past five in the morning, right? So, yeah, I know. Early. Yeah. Um, so I start my day with Flash, who I love. He's a brother to me. And I end it with my wife and all the people in between. I don't have any negative, toxic people in my life. I'm so fortunate. Yeah, that's so excellent. Wow. That's just so wonderful. That's really, really, that's the way did, to go. Do you know what did it though? <laughs> no. What did you say where your greatest lesson was? To be yourself. To be yourself. Yeah. The moment I did that, that's when it started f- to fit and everything clicked. That's awesome because why? If people don't like you, then move on. Yeah. <laughs> move on. <laughs> and I learned that if there's people around me that are poor me's, BMWs, which is bitching, moaning, and whinging, if they're around me all the time, then I am a reflection of that, and then the good people aren't going to want to come near me. So yeah. I got rid of all those people. Yeah, that's that's good choice. Yeah, yeah. and my my, I, I'm not just saying this because she's in the room, but my daughter inspires me every day so encouraging did you hear that darling so encouraging so encouraging and just so oh i can't say enough about her she's just truly an inspiration to me so which i tell her often you know what kudos that is a sign of a parent doing their job well because if your children can inspire you then you know that you've done everything right in a lot of ways because i got i got my kids yeah I'm feeling that. That's yeah, special. That's good. Okay. Uh, your favourite word? My favourite word? <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. My favourite <laughs> word. <laughs> I love these questions. Uh, uh, I know. I, hmm, my favourite word. Makes you think, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> really, um, other people could probably answer that better than I could. Um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> We're not going to have a swear word on this, Jackie. You're a creative inspiration to young people. <laughs> I don't know. I say a lot. I know, right? Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, I know, right? <laughs> like, so, <laughs> I don't know if it's my favourite, but I do say that a lot. Like, yeah, and other people know what I mean when I say that. Like, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> there we go. This is a catchphrase. All right. <laughs> Music, favourite song or artist? Um. I can't believe I'm saying. Ah, <laughs> good. Here we're going to get into it now. No. <laughs> oh, you look, she's not reading her book anymore. <laughs> she's waiting for this answer. Go. <laughs> I'm going to be embarrassed to say it. That's all right. I tell people I love to listen to Tim McGraw religiously every day, so you can't get us really worse than that. Yeah, but that's fine. That's yeah, a, I know, to see that picture. Yeah, I did. That's amazing. Fantastic. That's really amazing. My, my daughter got it for me for Christmas. Wow, it's beautiful. You don't distract it, Jackie. What's no, your favourite music? I was going to say, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I really like One Direction. <laughs> Who aren't together anymore? Oh, my God. You might want to turn around right now. The, the look on her face, the boom, straight up from the book. <laughs> A lot of these songs are upbeat and happy and, you know, I like that. It's okay. Yeah, we yeah sing that in the car sometimes. Do we now? It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but oh, thanks for that. That's all right. I just <laughs> got this vision of you cracking on with One Direction in the car <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I don't want that vision again. 
I'm going to send you some Tim McGraw, Jackie. I don't mind country music. My husband and I used to sing it at home in the lounge room together. Very cool. Mm. I sing it a lot at home. My wife does not like it. <laughs> but nevertheless, <laughs> but I, when we're driving, I watch, uh, occasionally I'm cruising, I've got a Tim song on because she gives me shit about Tim. <laughs> Um, and I, I kind of like this pick out of my, she's mouthing the words. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I'm, uh-huh. I'm turning around. <laughs> and then my kids back home, I sent them a um, Chris Stapleson, Stapleton song, um, uh, Starting Over, it's a new one that's come out. Really I heard good. a bit of that this morning. It's so good. Good to hear you listen mm. to country in the morning. No, it was your thing. It was oh, right. your video. <laughs> oh, that, well, that was Undivided. That was Tim oh, McGraw. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was, Tim McGraw oh, and I heard Tyler those Hubbard. words in it. Anyway. Uh, the, the, there is a about, oh, right. yeah, it's all about kind of what we've been talking about today with your books and, mm. and what needs to happen. Um, <laughs> One Direction. <laughs> Do you have to keep saying it? Can yes. we please move on? Maybe. <laughs> uh, if there were no barriers or constraints, financially or otherwise, what would you be doing right now? What would I be doing right now? Um I suppose just going crazy with Tesla merchandise <laughs> and um, you know hiring another another two or three illustrators just to keep to get them out as quick as I could, nice. and because I've got so many more messages I want to um, you know impart and uh, write about, and I just think uh, it's almost like I can't get it done quick enough. Right. So I just think you know to hire more people to help me do that would be fabulous so that's what i'm probably doing getting all sorts of tests of these t-shirts jewelry dolls um everything i could think of um just to get it out there yeah that's so good (laughs) that's a complete change in one direction (laughs) (laughs) can this be edited no (laughs) the start and the end gets edited but i'm going to actually take a clip out of this one direction piece put that on facebook um if you could invite three people for dinner dead or alive who would they be if you say one direction i swear to god (laughs) <laughs> I would not say one direction. Um, <laughs> um, Grace Tame. Oh, yep. Very cool. Very cool. Brittany, Australian of the year. Brittany Higgins. Oh, yep. Very nice. And um, probably it would be lovely to have my daughter there with me. Wow. Yeah. That is a yeah. good lineup. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> awesome. That's something to strive yeah. for because that's really feasible. Yeah. Jackie, I want to thank you. So we've gone over time. Crikey. Oh, have we? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Oh, I didn't think cool. we would because no. I'm not usually much of a talker. Well, this is the thing. It's a conversation. And once you got onto the One Direction thing, we kind of lost it. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not going to let this go. You know that, eh? I was trying to think of something else and I couldn't think of anyone else because it was the truth. <laughs> you know? You've got to like, tell the truth, girl. Oh. <laughs> don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal. If you love One Direction, then you love One Direction. Look, let's go. Let's serious now. Um, you guys want to go and check out Jackie's website. Find out a little bit about these books. Obviously, get yourselves copies. Check out Integrity of Heart. That's up there as well. It's tesses.com.au, www.tesses.com.au. And there's a link through to a social media there as well. Jackie, thank you so much for coming and having a laugh with me. Thank you for having me. It's been awesome, except for one of those questions. <laughs> oh, the thing you do. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Go and listen to a bit of One Direction, and we'll listen to you next time on the Author Angle. <laughs> you have been listening to An Author Angle, brought to you by Ocean Reeve Publishing, bringing stories to life. <laughs>